What am I doing here? I'm just pursuing somebody else's dream, ask better questions, get better answers. Even negativity can feel comfortable because it's something you know. If you don't value yourself, you will attract people that won't value you because it's just energy. You cannot find purpose from a lost position. You can't find it. A lot of time when you want to build a career, you feel like you have to say yes to everything because yes is an opportunity and who knows what will come from this. By saying yes to everything, you're just doing a lot of things not really well. The only way that someone can truly change their life is to do the internal work. A lot of people tell me I wish I had the time to work on my mental health or wellness but it is in the small things like a great morning routine so if you want to change something look at how you start your day. You only have one life I mean you should take control of the things you do have control over because there are already things that we have to let go so do make the most of the things you do control. And we are back with another epic episode today for you guys. I have the the unbelievable celebrity psychologist with me, Kelly Weekers, best-selling author. Welcome to the show, and I'm so glad to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, there's so many different things I want to break down with you today and how people can can move certain things in their life and, and over get this more authenticity, more more about them choosing themselves, relationships. There's so many topics I want to dive into you, in with you, but I really want people to understand how you've how far you've come and how you've had to pivot in your life because obviously you were a model you're out there modeling in the world and then you've had this massive pivot over to psychology and everything you're doing now and kind of give me a bit of a background into like into that early stages of modeling and, and how that was affecting you then and how you've had to pivot yourself from modeling now to psychology well actually the whole modeling thing uh, as I started it's something that just actually knocks on my door because I wasn't this was like 15 years ago, so not everyone wanted to be a DJ, DJ or a model or an influencer. It was just something that uh, happened to you as they would scout you on the streets. And like a few times someone said, like, maybe you want to get into modeling. So as this happened more often, I was like, okay, I can work in this bar and earn like a few euros, or I can just try modeling and see what happens. And that actually over the years escalated in a career that I was pursuing and everyone said, wow, that's amazing. You're living your best life. Uh, you're traveling around the world. You're doing all these things that we want to do. You're, you're in all these hotels. And the more years I was in the modeling industry, the less good I felt about myself. I always was quite uh, confident about myself, but I was just in a world that made me really, really insecure. I'm actually pretty introverted, so I was in a world that like asked a lot from me, lots, lots of different vibes, and I wasn't feeling it. So for me, it was just a really eye-opening moment as I sat in a casting in Milan, I think it was. It was for a huge fashion house, and I needed to wear like a jeans, and I tried to put it on, and of course, I was already dieting for years working out and just I, I put it on I tried and I couldn't so I asked for another pair of jeans that was slightly bigger that was still like a super small size and I put it on went in front of these casting director and she looked at me and she said like oh my gosh what size are you and I was super skinny seriously and that was just a moment that I felt like 
so offended, but also like, what am I doing here? I'm just pursuing somebody else's dream. This isn't making me happy. I must be crazy standing here just needing to be even more skinny. So I, I walked out like and in that street of Milan, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just going to go for that career that I really, really love. And actually, I already finished my bachelor's degree in psychology then because I was always combining it. And I was like, I should do something that actually makes me happy because I was just pursuing someone else's dream and not my own. And I realized more than ever that won't ever make you happy. I, I suppose what you identified there was like your ladder for the longest time was lent against the wrong wall. How many people do you think in life from what you from what you know in psychology, how many how many people do you think have got their ladder then lent against the wrong wall? Because I know in certain points in my life that definitely when I pursued boxing and everything like that, it was just it was just all for proving other people a point, prove other, some, something to someone else for some other reason. It was never about me. Is that kind of how you felt in that time? And kind of, you know, what have you, what have you noticed that other people are going through? Definitely. And I think that's the number one thing when I speak to CEOs, celebrities in my, um, in my work, they often don't feel good or as they aren't themselves, authentically themselves, or striving for goals that they don't want to reach because they just created this world around them or a career that they just don't get anything from. And if you look like back into psychology, now I understand that it's very logical because as kids, we are so dependent on the validation of our parents. So we just learn to be validated by other people because it's a need for survival. It's how we, how we get food, how we get our, uh, um, um, a safe environment to stay in. And it's something that you really have to learn later on in life. Like, how can I validate myself and not continuously seek it still with my parents or friends or peers or society? And I think this is what a lot of people find hard. And then you have the whole social media thing going on. So we see all these people living perfect lives and going after goals we should go for. But do they actually make you happy? So I think this is a struggle for many people. So when you're talking about like a practical task that this audience could do right now in order to find out, you know, how, what is what they're pursuing their actual their actual thing or is it is it for some other reason beyond that? How would you actively tell them to do that? If I, as a psychologist, would be in a first session with a client, I would all, always ask them, what do you really want? And it seems like such an obvious question, but if you ask yourself this question three times, four times, five times in a row, you will uncover that so many things you're striving for are mostly because you want the approval of your parents or you just want to climb the corporate ladder because your friends are doing it. Or So if you ask yourself multiple times, so on a deeper level, so your inner voice will actually speak up, what do I really want? What do I truly want? You will find out like, that many things in your life, maybe your relationship, maybe your career, maybe whatever, is maybe up for change because it isn't really making you happy or it isn't who you really are. I, um, I've written down several structures over my life of how I want certain areas to look and, I'll, I, and, they're, and they're like non-negotiables. So like if I'm in a relationship with a, with a woman and I've written down on my non-negotiables that these points have got to be here and they're not being met on a consistent basis, I know then 
but by falling back to the to the to the to the process of when I was in my right mind that I can't let certain things go and then that that allows that allows me to to go from there and pivot from there I think a lot of people don't have these kind of things dialed in with their life and that's why they're potentially struggling because they've never actually sat down and said to themselves what do I actually want from the perfect partner what do I want from the perfect day in my life what do I want from my perfect what you know what are my true goals what's my true north star is that something that that resonates and you're seeing in in most people that turn up to you on the daily basis and speak to you on the phone definitely because <laughs> there's one big thing ask better questions get better better answers and many people don't even ask themselves questions let alone the right questions, because they will always ask themselves the questions like, what will my friends think about this? What will my parents think about this? What will my partner think about this? What should I do? What will they like? And it's all, you know, the outside world that is getting all the um, the feedback that is coming from the outside world instead of yourself. So you really need to listen to your inner voice. And I think life gets so hectic and busy and we're just going on autopilot and it's so important to live more on our authentic pilot and really check in by asking these questions because many people don't. I think that's also the thing when someone goes to a coach or a psychologist, it's not magical what we do, but we actually help you to sit down for an hour and ask questions. And you should really think about the answers you're giving because now it's on you. You cannot lean on your partner or a friend or whatever to, to say what you should do. What do you really want? Your latest book is called Choosing Me and the title is quite powerful when you actually think about it because how many people are actually choosing themselves and choosing what they truly want, what they really, really ultimately want. I mean, give me your framework in it, your simplest form of how you guide people through actually getting back to choosing themselves once they've started to ask themselves the right questions. I think a lot of people want to choose themselves, but they forget that if you want to choose yourself, you should first really know yourself and then be yourself and then you can choose yourself. So it's a whole process that you need because many people are also in life, they're like, okay, I don't want this and I don't want that, but what do you want? What do you need? What are your values? What are your wishes and dreams? And I think the process that I go through with people is really helping them um, understand who am I really? What am I good at? What am I, uh, where do I suck at? Uh, what do I need? What I, do I find important? And then we continue on to, okay, how can you now authentically be yourself? Because so many people find this a huge obstacle. And I see this with people in all forms and shapes and leagues like they are the most successful people to the outside outside world but they sit with me and they tell me i have no idea who i am and i'm so insecure so it's just because they really don't know how to start so i think that's the most important thing if you really want to choose yourself you first have to know who you are and what it is that you really want and then you can set up like, okay, these are my boundaries. These are my non-negotiables. These are the things that I really want to pursue. And it's something that um, I also want from my inner circle because the whole environment also shapes us. And oftentimes when we don't feel good or we have panic attacks or we are at the verge of a burnout or whatever, 
it's something, of course, we need to do the inner work, but we also often are uh, surrounded with an environment that is toxic to us. Not the right people are in there, not the right habits you're, you're doing. So that's really important. So would the first step then be to, to sit there with the journal and start to work out exactly what you want and who you truly are? And then from that point, you have to assess the environment that you're in, the people you're hanging around with, um, every, the, the business that you're in, you know, and everything else in your life to kind of put that first initial picture together. And then once you've got to that stage, how do you how do you d differentiate cutting toxic circles and, you know, just for argument's sake, your mum might be neg a negative in your life. I mean, I tell people personally to cut their time down with their mum rather than cutting her out of your life, essentially. But how do you approach it once you once you've seen the toxic picture for all its for all its glory in front of you and you cannot you can no longer deny it? How do you go apart about dissecting? how much to cut out, when to cut it out, do I move locations and everything else like that? I think um, the most important thing to understand is why do I do what I do? So when you understand your past and your patterns and who you truly are, you will see that some relationships that you formed, it could be a love relationship, but it could be friendships or uh, with your mom, dad, whatever, what is behind those relationships? Because oftentimes it's a pattern from your past that you always needed their approval or they always told you that you are worthless or they always told you uh, you're not smart enough, you won't make it. So later on in life, you, you build relationships that oftentimes give you the same feeling because that's just what, what's familiar to you. So I think... Once you uncover that pattern that you always had and why you have these relationships in your life, it's the first thing is try to adjust these relationships because people don't know the process you went through. So it's really important to explain to them, okay, I learned this about me. I've been okay with this and that for a long time, but I'm not okay with that anymore. These are my boundaries. I'm going to say no to this. I, I let this happen for many years, but I'm, I'm not feeling good if someone does this to me. And I think many people, if they are important to you and if they love you and they want what's best for you, they will be able to help you in this and they will move along. So I think breaking off relationships, as you said, that are really toxic for me are relationships where you explained where you're coming from and what your emotions are and what you want to change in your life, but they are not willing to do it because they profit so much for you, from you not having boundaries or whatever you were doing that they're like, no, this is, uh, this is me and this is how you get me. So I think with friends, friends it's often more easy to just cut it off because people come people go we should accept that some people will stay in your life for a whole lifetime and some people are just there to teach you a lesson and don't make it too harsh on yourself just cut these people off because they're not bringing any value in life but I think with family it's often like minimize your time uh, spent with them because that's just how they will learn that your time and energy, you will always spend it wisely and are the people that actually mean well to you. So if they don't um, help you with this, 
the logical consequence is that you won't spend time with them or a lot less. So you don't, I, I have seen people that are way better off just cutting cords with closest family, like moms, dads, sisters, brothers, because the relationship is so extremely toxic. It will mess up their whole life if they continue that relationship. But many relationships do benefit from communication and a mutual understanding of your growth process. And maybe people won't be perfect, but we nobody's perfect. So you can find a new way of um, being together without it becoming toxic. Do you find, though, that a lot of people say, hey, Kelly, I want change in my life, but aren't truly committed to wanting the change. They actually like being caught in a negative pattern of this feedback and actually somewhat enjoy that. Definitely. A lot of people are just in a negative feedback loop and they love it because it's the victim they're playing. And it's, I always say, like, nobody does something without having it, it having any benefits. So if you do something and you tell yourself, oh, I don't know why I do this because it, it's always, uh, it messes up my life or people get angry or whatever, they do it for a reason. Human behavior is like that. It's like an existential, uh, how do you say it in English? Like uh, our needs for survival is only doing things that we actually benefit from. So people that have toxic behavior or are victims or want to change but never do change, do that because it's providing them with something. It's the attention that they get from people in the inner circle. It's um, uh, the comfort of living an unhappy life, but it's something they know at least what's happening because they're just too scared to go out of their comfort zone it's it's always giving them something nobody does something without having it having any benefit so so it's almost like they're getting high off their own negative um energy creation that they create off the back of trying to trigger you into a pattern of lowering your self-worth to meet their expectations and this happens a lot in relationships doesn't it where you know you can clearly see that a couple are not meant to be together but they've kind of become both addicted to the negative patterns that bring out the worst in them and they kind of love to keep repeating the pattern. If someone listens to this podcast is in that kind of relationship that's kind of, they know it's gone its course, they know that there's better out there, they know they have to break free, but they, they're just kind of addicted to that negative pattern of, of like reinforcement and, and everything that they're doing. How do they break out of that pattern now? How do they actually take action and break out of it? I think it's really important to understand that it is an addiction. It's an addiction to the criticism you're getting, the excitement of never knowing what's going on. Although it's negative, it's still like something we crave because maybe our childhood was filled with uncertainty and it's something we seek in our partners because it's familiar. So if you see it for what it is, that it's something life is just giving you because it's mirroring like, okay, do you want to take control of this? Do you want to heal this? Or are you going to continue this? I think that's the most important thing to actually see what's going on because you can't change what you don't acknowledge. So if you say this is normal in a relationship to happen, you will just continue on doing it. But sometimes you have to have this epiphany moment like, 
oh my gosh, I see myself standing here arguing with my partner, like how my mom and dad always did that and we're doing it and the kids are here and I'm just, it's like a different time, but the same place. So I think you have to see what's going on for you to see, okay, this came into my, into my life, this relationship, this person is just almost like, um, how do you say it in English? And a pion, you know, like it's it's someone who is just here to teach me a lesson and to help me yeah. grow. But if that person doesn't want to grow with me, we will be stuck at this level forever. So it's leveling up together or going your separate way because a negative person or a person that that's baseline is just lower than yours will always pull you down if they are not willing to grow. So predicated on, on what you've just said there, Kelly, then people's external reality is a reflection of the reality that they're living internally. And, and then that projection becomes a mirror back to them that essentially sets their standard for the world on the outside in, which means then the only way that someone can truly change their life is to do the internal work. Definitely, because if you know yourself, you know what patterns are motivating you to do whatever in life, to, to the, from the career you pursue to the love you choose, it's all based on our earliest childhood traumas. But not only traumas, also the good things that we took from our childhood, but they are our baseline and we will always search for things that are familiar and that are like, oh, this feels comfortable. Even negativity can feel comfortable because it's something you know. So that's why it's so important. That's why so many people say, I don't know who I really am. And that's why it's so important to understand who you are and where you're coming from. Because that creates your present and it will create your future. Because if you keep doing the same thing, you will keep getting the same results. When it comes to relationships again, like there's a, you know, if, if you're someone who's single out there and you want to... Um, you want to go out into the world and meet this partner because you, you're longing to do that for argument's sake. What what should how should you be be turning up so that you turn up in the in the best possible light so that you can attract the right kind of person to you so you don't end up putting yourself in that pattern again? I think one of the most important things we can do, and it's super radical because a lot of people can't do it, is truly love ourselves. I know it sounds like a cliche. But once you love yourself, you go out into the dating world with a clean slate. So you're looking for someone that can actually add value to your life. And together you can be even a stronger couple instead of searching for someone like a piece of the puzzle to try to fix something that's broken. So oftentimes we go into the dating world and we just search for some illusion or something we know from our childhood and it's not something we truly need, at least not if we want to become the person we truly want to be. So the most important thing is not going into a dating scene, seeking for love because you always feel like you're not worthy, you're not good enough, you're insecure because you will attract the wrong people. So, so yeah, because you feel that insecurity, then all the relationships that you attract, even though there may be beautiful women or beautiful men coming into your life, they're all mirroring the same lack of self-worth within themselves that you've got. And then you come together and form this negative toxic pattern that moves throughout your life and then takes you to the destination that you said you didn't want to go to. Exactly. 
exactly. If you don't value yourself, you will attract people that won't value you because it's just energy. Everything in this world is energy. And if you go into that lower vibe, I really feel that you will attract the wrong people and they will continue coming back into your life in different shapes and forms until you understand the message. You have to value yourself, validate yourself, and you will attract people that validate you because loving yourself is, I will stop having bullshit excuses. I will take good care of my body and mind. I will uh, speak lovingly to myself. And if you don't do that, you will find someone who will not do that because they have their own problems. They are insecure. They don't feel good about themselves. They will get jealous. I mean, we all know these relationships that, um, I mean, every relationship will have its struggles because you're two individuals. And if you want to work together and collaborate and grow, it will have its ups and downs, but it can be in a positive uplifting way, or it can be in a negative, we're going down the drain together way. I've uh, actually experienced this firsthand in my life um, and found out places that I wasn't fully healed and fully free along the journey because whilst I've been doing this podcast the last four and a bit years and speaking to every, everyone along that journey, um, I've obviously tried to date at different points during this during this time. And, and from that, what I've, what I've noticed is, yes, on the outside, these women are beautiful and they're, they're, they've got all this other stuff going on in their lives, but certain parts of their uh, makeup is reflecting back onto me where I'm not free. And, and it's, it's taught me a lot of interesting lessons on that internal conversation of like, well, We've got to work on yourself here, Frankie boy, because if you don't like this, you're going to keep getting this type of woman in your life. That's kind of, it's kind of like a disrespect to yourself kind of thing when you allow that to keep coming into your life. Is that something that, that resonates and you, you kind of see? Definitely. And I think it's also a good thing. I mean, I even, I can count on my two hands, like how many faults I made, like dating the wrong guys, but also choosing uh, the wrong career. Uh, the studies I chose, like we need to make mistakes and do things that we end up feeling like, okay, this wasn't such a good idea because it teaches us so much about who we are. So, I mean, it's not that if we have to wait until we're fully healed to go into the dating scene, sometimes you can wait for a long, long time because it's learning as we go, you know, it's trial and error. So I think... Um, it's normal to attract people and not being a great match because you still have things to fix. But definitely, if you go into this scene wounded, you will see that these people will come to you all the time. You will never find the right partner. How many times do you hear people say, I don't know what it is. I keep on meeting these shitty guys or these women that are only out for my money or it's something it's your energy also that attracts these people into your life and that's the thing you want to uncover you are what you continually tell yourself to be like you know the, you, you condition your mind to manifest if, if we can use that word the reality that you're living as that mirror so if you keep telling yourself that you know all women are this and all men are that and this is this and this is that then that's what you're going to be living yeah that's that's so true if you think that all men are douchebags you will meet all of them and they will all feel the same so it's so true i think everything it, it's it's some call it manifestation 
you can call it neuroscience. It's whatever you think you become. So your thoughts create your reality. Your reality is like, it creates your emotions, your behavior. And that is sent out into the world and people will perceive it. So you can just tell when someone that is healed or at least is working on themselves walks into a room, they ooze a different energy than someone who is struggling and negative. You can already feel it. So it's like the reality around us that we create. And I mean, that you see a lot in the dating scene. And then, I mean, we have the whole thing of instant gratification that is also really worrying because if you want to find a life partner, if there's something that doesn't relate to instant gratification, it's building strong relationships because that takes time and energy and a lot of people are not willing to invest that. Do you think that dating apps in this day and age have kind of ruined that for a lot of people? You think a lot of people are putting themselves in the firing line for bad experiences and being taught lots of different lessons because they're putting themselves in an environment where there's a lot of broken people that haven't fully healed, haven't accepted who they are, and they're just going out into the world projecting other stuff. Of course, and it, it works both ways. So on the one hand, it helps people not commit to anything because you just swipe away, you just ghost them, you, you just never let them hear anything and you just like, okay, next victim. But on the other hand, it's also continuously the negative feedback. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, he only wants to date me once. Oh, she is only after that trip or whatever. So it's, uh, of course, it's it's not the right way because for many people that have long relationships, when they met, they will tell you, of course, maybe that was love or an instant connection. But the fact that they are together for 10, 20, 20, 30 years is because they invested a lot of time and energy into each other and building that connection. And it's something that, I mean, on these dating apps, I think as Estherel often says it, everyone is seeking for a love story. But do you want a love story or do you want a life story? And that's something totally different. And I think that commitment is hard to find with people so if it's not perfect they're like whatever i'm not spending any time on this and i suppose the life story is what requires the work and i think if you if you're looking actively out there seeking seeking to date you've actually got to be thinking to yourself can i invest that time in that relationship can i build something meaningful with someone am i in the place to be able to do that before you step into it because honestly if you can't invest the time into building something meaningful going out onto the meat market that is like a Tinder or a Bumble or a, any of the other apps that are available. Like if you're going out onto those meat markets and put yourself out there without the time to truly invest in someone that you think is worthy of your time, you're just putting yourself into a, into a, a negative cycle or, or a doom loop that's giving you back more of what you said you don't want. Definitely. And it's like the instant gratification thing is the same when you have an addiction to your phone or to gambling or whatever. The concept is exactly the same of these swipe apps so it's seeking for that next hit of dopamine and then falling back when uh you don't get that date or whatever or you want to go to the next one to get that new fix and it's something you have to break free from because it's actually an addiction what do you find are some of the biggest um, negative things that people go into when they're not feeling the happiest within themselves 
I think the worst thing they can do is that, that's why we probably have a burnout epidemic, is that they just spend a lot of time with people and in environments and on things that they don't get any energy from. So if you are not happy, it means that whatever there is in your life, it isn't giving you any energy. And mostly that are the people that are in your life or work is of course very uh, important because we spend many time, many time at the workplace or at your office or in the job you have. And if you don't get energy, any energy from that, you will get a burnout like in a certain uh, uh, amount of time because it's like our our we have an internal battery we have to be in balance so everything we do in life some things will cost us energy and some things will give us energy and a lot of people don't look at this like okay if i if i'm spending time with this person how does this person make me feel do i get something from this person or is it only taking jobs they they will just go on automatic pilot for three years like okay this is what i need to do to get where i want to go no it's way too long to spend so much energy on something that isn't giving you anything that's why people end up with a burnout like and all these young people because they're going hard on everything that is not giving them anything so they are spending their time on dating apps in social circles that are only making them insecure and in a job that they just pursue to gain the likes of the people that follow them on Instagram instead of thinking, okay, what do I really want? What do I really need? So I think we can all uh, go through different phases of a life and sometimes things give you a bit less energy and it's, it's also normal to have these ups and downs. But in general, if you look at your week and all the things you spend your time on, it should be like a balance scale. If it's not balanced, you will have a problem. Yeah, I fully resonate with everything you just said there because it's like with that Instagram, with, with what you said there about Instagram for argument's sake, because that's a platform that most people and a lot of people that listen to this podcast will be spending their most time on. If it's not TikTok, it's going to be Instagram. The most important thing that you can do is curate your feed to feed you things that, that, that make you feel lifted. So... One thing I did quite a while back ago was I, I was following like two and a half thousand people because I'd followed them all the way through my through my travels and everything else. And it's just like, well, what? I don't want to see two and a half thousand people's worth of noise, not because I dislike them or not because I've got anything personal. Like, but I may have met you in X Y Z country, but now we're four years on and I've not never spoken to you since. Like, just because it's nice to follow each other, we don't have to follow each other and consume each other's content if we're not resonating. So. It's about taking permission, isn't it, Kelly, to, to say, well, do I, is this person actually giving me content that actually inspires me to move forward, to, to have, have something more fulfilling in my life, guiding me towards what I want? I, I see a lot of girls following other girls doing stuff that they don't want to do. Like, that, you know, that just because your mate starts OnlyFans, it doesn't mean that you have to follow her content and be indoctrinated into this sexualized world that we're living in right now. Um, because that's going to put you towards what you said you didn't want. If you want the love and relationship, you're not going to find it by looking at uh, someone else's content like that. Is that is is that something that you've, you're seeing on a, on a basis now that's that's really impacting people? It's so true, and I think people see it as something trivial. Yeah, who cares? Whoever I follow doesn't matter. But look at your screen time. How much time do you spend on Instagram? 
And how many accounts actually inspire you to be better, to be healthier, to be stronger, to learn something? And how many accounts make you insecure or bored or sad? Or I think it's so important that we curate our time. And we always, at the start of a year, we want to change our life. But actually, you change your life by changing something in your day. And something small, like who you follow and what you feed your mind with is so important in how we feel because it, it creates our reality. Because if you follow a thousand people that don't inspire you, you won't feel inspired. And if you change this to thousands of accounts that actually learn you something, you're like, oh my gosh, I get so much value from being online. So it's, it's, you create that reality. Well, these, these apps essentially are designed to capture your attention. You know, when you go on there, even if you say you're going on there, like a creator like me and you are just to post a piece of content, Kelly, I'm sure when we both go on there that we lose a little bit of attention in that feed because it's called a feed because it's feeding you what you say that you want at now, if you want something different and something better for your life, you've got to re-educate what that's feeding you. And the best way to do that is to unfollow the people that don't inspire you, aren't on the mission, aren't in the pursuit of your of the greatest version of yourself. And that is all about going back to your book, choosing yourself, choosing me. It's that's what that is. It's it's about every area of your life you have to audit so that you can choose me essentially. So if you, if you were going to give people a, a the the set of places in their life to first audit in order to you know in actionable steps, audit this first, audit that, audit this, audit that. What what steps and what places would you audit audit first as a, as a from today? Like if they were just going to sit down today and audit it, which ones would they do? I think the biggest thing is if you want to change your life, change your day. So really look at how you spend your time in one day. Just like this day today, listening to this podcast, open up your schedule, see what's going on, and actually take a take a um, piece of paper, write a plus. And a, a minus, how you say plus and a, and just divide whatever you're doing into, is this giving me energy or is this taking energy? Meeting up with that friend, is that giving me energy or is it taking energy? But like be real strict. So if you wake up in the morning and you open your eyes, what do you do? Do you open Instagram? Are you going to look at all these accounts you actually don't want to follow that make you insecure? Or do you journal? Do you start your day with journaling? So. A lot of people tell me, well, I don't have the time. I wish I had the time for all these things to do and to work on my mental health or wellness. But it is in the small things, like a great morning routine will set you up for an amazing day. So if you want to change something, look at how you start your day. I mean, you can scroll away for an hour or you can journal for 10 minutes, take a cold plunge, do some breath work and read 10 pages of a book and your vibe will be totally different. And if you do this for half a year, let alone a year, you you can't tell like how big the difference will be and how much better you feel. So the challenge is really to own your day and take back control of your time because so many times we just live on autopilot. We just go with the flow and we just start our day with the same attitude. We don't do anything. We go to work and we sit on the couch after that and just eat something and the day's gone. And it's like, take back control of that time. Who do you want to spend it on? With what people? Uh, what do you do? How do you, you create your morning? What does your evening routine look like? 
there is a lot to gain there. Quick one for you guys. This podcast is sponsored by contentremover.com. As many of you are probably aware, I set up contentremoval.com in 2017 to help people remove all forms of online content. And I've looked after some of the biggest names and brands in the world doing it. And I would love to help you if you're struggling. If you're struggling to remove images, videos, search results, fake accounts, or anything online, go to contentremoval.com and we'll help you today. When you were first implementing this stuff in your life and you started to really get in the weeds and see all this stuff for yourself for the first time, what were some of the key areas that you were where where your attention was really being stolen? Like what were the, what were the ones that were really bugging you? I think privately, I never realized. I only realized that later on that I'm introverted. So I could never understand how so many people around me, I surrounded myself with extroverted friends, how they always gain so much energy from going out and just meeting up all the time and just speaking on the phone and texting. And it drained me. Not because they drained me, but just the social pressure of always being on. And I didn't understand back then that I was an introvert and I just needed my alone time. So it's not that I'm socially awkward, but it's just that I need time with myself to recharge my battery. As extroverts need time with others to recharge their battery. So that for me was like such a moment because it totally changed my schedule. And now I still want to be social and I have great friends, but I also know that I need my time for myself to do the things that fill my cup. And I'm really aware of that. And it's also something that I, um, I'm really strict in and I never let that go. And I think if I look at the business-wise part of me, that really um, messed up my schedule but also how I felt is that a lot of time when you want to build a career you feel like you have to say yes to everything because yes is an opportunity and who knows what will come from this and after a while I really realized that by saying yes to everything you're just doing a lot of things not really well and it's better to say a full yes to a few things and no to the rest so you can just add value in a certain place and really make a difference and really move that needle and also feel way more relaxed and less stressed because saying yes to everything is also stressful it's a lot so it's like my private life really changed by uncovering that I'm introverted and I need my time alone and business-wise I saw it with myself but also with my clients that a no is the way to success instead of the yes I, th I think it's about saying yes to the, the 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 truest opportunities for you and really understanding exactly what those are I think some of the things that you've you've talked about through this podcast can really lead people to find out what their true north star is and what their true goal is and who they actually want to be and then it's essentially putting putting the pieces together and saying well you know, now I no longer need to say yes to this because this isn't an opportunity. This is just an energy drain to me, you know, going out on that date. Yeah. Yes, he's a handsome guy. Yes, that's a beautiful woman. But I already know that they're not going to meet the metrics that they need to need to be met for me to entertain this date. So why am I going to go spend two hours sat with them having a meal and take on their energy or have them sat mine? Um, one of the one of the key things that I noticed was happening in my relationships was they were just taking more energy away from me than they were giving me, and 
when you're trying to be in the pursuit of your North Star, and if your North Star is a podcast and you, you want to just be a, be a beacon of light in the world for, for, a better, for a better statement, you have to be on point and you can't have things at the back of you here that are taking energy away, no matter how beautiful they are, no matter how what everyone else says. Like, the, the, none of that makes a difference. It's like, how do, how do you feel internally when you're sat there you know, with yourself, like you feel like you don't want to feel like that approaching your day. You don't want to wake up in a, in a sense of like, what is this person going to say to me next? Or what is this situation going to bring out of me next? Because you, you're constantly on edge. You don't want to be living your life on edge. Definitely. And I think it's so important to so often ask yourself if it's with people or with the work you do, does this align with the person I truly want to be? And that's the most important thing because oftentimes we feel it straight away. Like it's a no. We, I mean, we people, we are so developed when it comes to our intuition, instincts, our gut feeling, however you want to call it. But we just want to rationalize everything or want to be uh, seen as kind or understanding. And we just do things, although we already feel this is not for me, or this is bringing my energy down, or this is not something I want, but what my family wants, or this is not something that aligns with the person I want to be. And I think it saves you so much time and will make you so much happier if you give yourself permission to just be bold in the decisions you make and just say no or cut things off or minimize time span on that because you only have one life. I mean, you should take control of the things you do have control over because there are already things that we have to let go so do make the most of the things you do control there's a lot of talk at the moment about high value women high value men there's a lot of red pill blue pill community talk about this and they all have differences of opinions what is a high value man and what is a high value woman in your estimation i think that's really hard to say because i think it's also uh, something that is now created like what truly is high value and I think that's something for ourselves to decide and for everyone it would be something different so it almost feels like if you are not like the whole package you're not high value but actually no one is the whole package everyone has something and I think you just have to search for someone that is the building block for a more beautiful life together. And for everyone, that is a different building block because we all come from different backgrounds. We all want different things. So you just have to partner up with someone that actually gives that to you. And for me, that can be someone totally different than who that is for you. And it doesn't make the one or the other better, in my opinion, it's just what is it that you need and what do you want out of life? and that should be a partner that is good for you and that isn't playing into your traumas or destructive patterns, but is actually giving you something that helps you grow. How do you know, though, the difference between someone playing into your trauma and someone who's um, testing you in ways to make you elevate in a certain area? I think it's really interesting and this is why I, I wrote my last book, Choosing Me, and we discussed the whole thing about the past, we should all try to at least once take the time to think about our past and just write down like, okay, if I think about my childhood, 
comes up first? What is like an impactful moment that I still know that really impacted me at the time? Could be something really amazingly positive. Could be something that was horrible. What is the thing that really reminds me of my past? What is the um, general idea I got? Like, how was my relationship with my parents? Did I feel loved? How did they love me? How was their relationship? Like, I guide people through this, of course, in my sessions and also with my book, because it's not that it's so hard, but it's more about asking yourself the right questions to uncover, okay, what did this tell me or what did I learn? Because a lot of people have learned that love is conditional. So your parents loved you when you did X, Y, Z. So later on in life, you will always search for partners that fill that gap, that do exactly the same. So if your parents loved you because you were smart enough or when you made money or when you behaved or when you didn't cry, you will find a partner that fits right in there. And if you see what these patterns are, you can give yourself what you didn't get when you were younger. You can learn to love yourself unconditionally. So you can find a partner that gives you different things because if you don't feel the need anymore to get attention or appraisal for some sort of success because you never got it from your parents, you can find a partner that will applaud you for very different things than how hard you climbed the corporate ladder, for instance. So I yeah. think it's, it's so important to see, hey, w what was going on? What were the good things from my childhood and what things happened that I say, oh, this really impacted my relationship with my mom or my dad or my sister's brothers. And how do I see how do I see myself seeking that in a partner? Yeah, I love that. I love, I love, I love that because you basically just essentially said there, go back through your timeline at your events in your life, the pivotal ones that you remember where you've, where you, and the reason you remember them is because they've affected you. They've affected you positively or negatively. There's nothing that you can remember in your life that's happened to you on a conscious or subconscious level that hasn't affected you positively or negatively. It has to have done one of the two. And it's like, essentially you're saying timeline out those events and then revisit them with a new set of eyes. Instead of having eight-year-old eyes at that event, you have 35, 40-year-old eyes, however you, however old you are. And then it's looking at that from an outside now and accepting what it was and you were doing the best you could in the time that you were in with the information you had and making peace and going with love and giving yourself love for that situation, essentially, and so that you can now not walk around anymore with that wound in your soul so that you're not presenting it to the world in a way that's attracting everything to you that you said you didn't want and the interesting thing is it's mostly in the small things if if i would uncover with a client that like they really missed uh praise in their youth so they were always like criticized and they always felt like i wish my mom told me you did so well i'm so proud of you we always crave people that actually do the same thing. You're never good enough for that person. So you will always seek someone that gives you the idea that you have to work hard for them to love you. So if you then start doing something simple by knowing this, simple like using affirmations, telling yourself every morning, you are good enough, you are worthy, you are deserving of love, you are 
uh, amazing as you are, uh, you use these affirmations, it will totally change your life. It's really interesting how we can reprogram our minds and then that, of course, our thoughts create our emotions and our emotions create our behavior. So if you work on these thoughts, and these thoughts are always so in the back of our heads because it's such a long time ago that this happened, but we all just listen to it and it became our inner voice. And now we always tell ourselves like, no, you are not worthy of love. Oh, you should do this better. You, you just keep on repeating that voice. If you then give yourself the antidote and you do that by using affirmations on the thing you really crave, it will be a totally different ballgame than stepping into, for instance, the dating uh, zone because you feel different because you're already giving yourself that love that you crave but didn't get and you are not searching for it with someone else. Yeah, there's definitely been times in my life where I didn't I didn't fully like love and accept myself in all areas and that's resulted in me trying to seek that in outside relationships and stuff like that and probably not fully valuing myself in what I bring to the table in that moment and not turning up in my best light either because I haven't at the times when these has happened in my life I've not fully done the work internally to do it now as a man I feel like the, my, my best route to having the loving relationship that I want and you tell me if I'm wrong but is to just be in the pursuit of my greatest version of myself and, and my podcast and everything I'm doing. And I think the right person just aligns with you along that journey. And you don't really have to worry about trying to force anything down the path. I think it just all aligns. Am I right in thinking that's the best way to play it? That's so true because that's a higher vibe. You just want to grow. You just want to go after what authentically makes you feel good. You, Of course, that will be something that makes you unbelievably happy because a lot of people don't feel happy because they're pursuing things they actually don't want to pursue so if you feel like that you will attract someone that will actually help you grow and is probably doing the exact same thing just pursuing something that authentically aligns with them and then you build authentic connections and I think that's so hard for people to now in these days build authentic connections to just come into this dating into a date and just being yourself who dares to yeah. do that you know and yeah if you then can be yourself and you say it's i'm not perfect but i'm the best version of myself i can be in this moment and i hope to grow in the upcoming years that's the perfect starting point because of that vibe that you're putting out you meet someone who's also on that journey and also on the elevation uh, stage of life and then you can grow together and that's why relationships that stand the test of time they're, they're all they're all growing um together as one rather than trying to battle each other and have a kind of like a without being crude about it a dick swing competition with each other on who's who's d doing this and who can trigger who in this part of the relationship um obviously you've removed now for you obviously as a celebrity psychologist you've you've obviously achieved great success you've sold i think two hundred fifty thousand copies of one of your books um, you, you've absolutely sent it on all levels. Not many people would expect someone who, who's doing it at the level that you're doing it to be living in Ibiza right now, because it's not, it's not like it's, the, it's not like it's Dubai or it's London or it's New York, like the place that I imagine you'd live. So, how did you become comfortable with knowing that you would be a success, but you could, you could also live in Ibiza? I think it's so important to live your life on your own terms and it doesn't mean that you sometimes have to step out of your comfort zone or you have to do certain things to get opportunities that you want to have. But I do feel like 
just explaining to you that I'm naturally introverted and I love being in nature. I love being outside. I love peace and quiet. I do love the buzz of a big city, but I feel that my energy level is so much better when I have that feeling of being like in a more slower pace so I can really like get like focus on my career and outside of that really have that quality of life I think that's why I live on Ibiza because it aligns with who I truly am and I know career-wise that many people would say okay you should move you should actually live in London or New York but I do feel that if you are where you most come alive and where you're buzzing with energy, that is what you need to actually build your success. So that's why it was for me a logical step to go here. I still think one of the most powerful things that you can do in your life that changes, you know, what you're eating, what you're surrounded by, the family ties, problems and everything else is to move your location. The biggest thing that changed my life was going to Australia. I went there in 2000 and 2014, was there for eight and a half years. It allowed me to heal parts of myself that I never even knew were broken. It allowed me to to face adversities I never even knew I, I should face in order to get the best out of myself. And it allowed me ultimate freedom in all areas of my life so that I could communicate in a fashion that I wanted to communicate with the world. So, I, you know, I think, I think and, and just judging by what you've just said there, I think the key thing that's allowed you to light up the world in the way that you are currently lighting up the world is your location and your ability to discern that, this is the right location for me because it lights me up in the way that makes me allow, be allowed to deliver my value to the world, essentially. Yeah, it's so good. And as you say, it's if people would dare to do it, like moving locations, it's like a hard reset. It's a hard reset of your inner circle, of who you are, how you are going to show up. And it's the best opportunity to really be true to you. So a lot of people feel confined because of their environment and the job that they have and the friends that they have and I should just do the same thing because otherwise it will all break down. Well, that's the interesting thing. If you just let it all go and see what comes back to you when you go to this new place, I think it's the most wonderful thing and it, it it's definitely easier. I mean, it's a new mindset, new environment, new energy, and I think it can be really overwhelming, definitely, if you are still um, needing to make like lots of steps in your healing journey, but it's the best thing you can do. Yeah, and I think it allows you the, the, the most peaceful freedom when, when you let everything go and see what comes back. Because I honestly believe now from what I've seen in life that nothing that's meant for you passes you by. I mean, if you're if you're meant to be a top podcaster, you're going to be one. If you're meant to be a top psychologist, you're going to be one. If you're meant to be the best horticultural culturalist in the world, then you're you're gonna you're gonna fight. That's gonna find you, and that's what you're meant to be. I think it's all about leaning inward, taking away more stuff than it is about keep continually adding. Everyone's talking about adding on the internet. Add this into your life. Add that. Add this. Add this. It's, it's more about stripping back what you don't need in life than than anything else. Essentially, and I think that's because a lot of a lot of people feel like they have to add on because they don't trust. They don't really believe that they will be the best podcaster in the world or the best psychologist or a wonderful teacher or whatever. So they feel they have to do all these kinds of things because they don't truly believe that a wonderful relationship or that beautiful career or that house like somewhere in a rural area 
is what they deserve or what is meant for them. So if you can just have trust and believe that things are working out for you, it's also a totally different ball game because getting up in the morning and feeling like you have to do all kinds of things to just at least have what you have now or create something it's also a feeling of lack an energy of it's not here yet and i should do lots of things and maybe someone else is just taking it and i won't have it and it, it's so important to just feel like what you said whatever is meant for me uh i will have and yeah, it will not pass you by. And if, if it does pass me by, apparently there's something better coming. So always have that trust. I think it's important that most people understand that you have to divorce yourself from the outcome in order to get into the pursuit of just doing the reps that you need to do to take yourself to this ultimate vision. Just fall in love with the reps and divorce yourself from the outcome. It's what I do with the podcast and the analytics work out just fine on the podcast as a relation to that. I don't, I don't, that, you know, I want to be the top education podcaster in the world. Of course I do. And, and that's my goal, but I don't get involved in that. I know that the reps have to be taken in order to get there. I just take the reps and I just keep swinging. And eventually when I've done enough reps and I've done enough learning and I've done enough everything else, if the world aligns and that's what's meant for me, it'll, cu it'll come. And if there's something else that's meant for me, that'll also come. But I don't get involved in the weeds of, 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 of it has to hit. A, you don't have to hit a home run every day. You just have to keep chipping away at that tree to tr chop it down, you know, uh, sharpen that saw, so to speak. And I think that's why a lot of people are unhappy. That That is a problem because so many people are just going after the goal. And if they don't reach that target, it's a failure or it didn't work out or whatever. But the whole journey of happiness and feeling happy is enjoying that journey, enjoying doing those reps and having fun while doing it and feeling like, oh, every day I learn something. Every day is like a new day, new opportunity. Today is a good day to have a good day. So if you always feel like I, I can't be happy until I have that kind of relationship or that kind of business success or that house or that car, it's such a superficial thing to chase after and it will make you very unhappy because I mean, happiness will come to you in different shapes or forms and many times in a totally different way than you expected it. It shouldn't be a struggle, essentially. Is, you know, if you're struggling at something and if everything is, has to be hard or it feels like you're pushing it uphill, you're pushing the wrong thing. You're, you're, making, you're making something move that shouldn't really be moving whilst other things are stagnant, which should be moving. It's like... You, you fight in a battle internally that the external world is going to keep giving you back the lesson if you if you keep in fighting the internal conversation. So resolve the internal conversation, like Kelly's told you. You know the questions to ask yourself, how you how you radically honest, everything that Kelly's told you in this podcast. Do do that work. Uncover who you who you are. Go a little bit deeper into actually who you are, and then you can then you can build off a good solid base. I think what I've noticed from speaking to a lot of people and having dms like i'm sure you have kelly is like what a lot of people lack is they ask you questions predicated on the external answer rather than what the internal conversation is saying so they always feel a little bit lost when you are lost kelly like you cannot find you cannot find purpose from a lost position you can't find it no and it's they always try to 
have that outside validation. So they try to seek a purpose that will make other people think, oh, wow, she did well or he did really well. And I think that's something you should really learn to validate yourself because that is something that will totally change your life. Because for me, looking at my past, I uncovered that I chased a lot of goals because I just wanted to show people that I wasn't a dumb blonde and I could actually do something. So it's still chasing like validation from the outside world. And when I validated myself and told myself, are you crazy? You have like a bachelor's degree, a master's degree. What what do you want to do? You sell more books? I felt like a weight has been lifted off because I'm like, this is just what I want to pursue because it actually makes me feel good. I have a profession that helps people like with all kinds of problems, I can actually make a difference and what other people think of it or what I actually reach by doing it isn't that important because I already know that I'm good enough. And I think just the whole validation and outside validation, so many of us have this internal voice that says you're not good enough. And that's why we're running in all kinds of directions in our relationships, in our careers, with family, that we don't really get to a point where I'm like, okay, I feel good about myself. And from that point, I'm going to choose how I want to spend my time and with whom I want to spend my time. Yeah. And imagine going through life in the, in the constant comparison with other people's journeys and what they're doing, you know, imagine, imagine that. And now you're imagining it now ask yourself, are you doing that? You know, are are you doing that in your life right now? Is that something that's happening? is there someone you're, com- you're comparing yourself to? Is it other girls on Instagram? Is it other guys doing this in business? It, you know, because we can all get into this. I've spoken to guests that have got in comparison theory. They're doing 30 million and someone's doing 100 and they're in comparison theory. I'm like, mate, you're doing 30 million. Just be grateful and understand that you're in the pursuit of, of whatever you write and you're at 30 million. It's not It's not that bad. It's not, you know, but there's a, there's a story about a Chinese billionaire that went from being worth 10 billion to 1 billion and he killed himself because... He had become attached to 10 billion. Like he had become attached to that number in his head and him having one just didn't feel like he was enough anymore. And I think that is a perfect analogy for what everyone's facing in life. Really is. It just it just describes everything. And that's why so many, many people say, I don't understand why celebrities can have burnouts or depression or why they would commit suicide. Why would you be unhappy if you have money? But it's the money is nothing, you know, it's all about how do you feel about yourself? Who do you compare yourself with? Can you validate yourself? Do you love yourself unconditionally? Or do you think that you need this kind of money or that target or that car or whatever to feel like you're enough? Because then there will always be someone that has more or is prettier or can do more reps or I mean, we're with 7 billion people. If you are looking for a competition, you will always find one. And there will always be someone better. So just quit with that whole thing and just run your own race. Yeah, and find and find that internal genius, whatever that is for you, because there's some internal genius within you that there's something that just that you, that just lights you up that is hard to other people, but for you it just becomes easy. You know, and, and what find that find that in as many t- as quickly as possible, and then and then put that out to the world, and give that give that away, and start 
you'll start to see more abundance come back to you that way. But if there's one thing that you could just, if you had to check out the world tomorrow, Kelly, and you, you, could, you can't leave any, any of your work, but you could just leave one piece of golden wisdom to this audience and this world that you think would create the biggest shift in their life, what would that be to you? Love yourself. It sounds so cliche, but if you can love yourself, truly love yourself, you can build deep and meaningful connections with others. And that's something really important for our health and our happiness. And I think you can build the most meaningful life with a great purpose if you really connect to yourself and love yourself and dare to authentically be yourself. And I think that's the biggest challenge of so many mental health issues we now see from having stress, burnouts, panic attacks, anxiety. It's all stemming from a feeling of not loving ourselves, not being who we truly are or feeling like we can't live the life we want to, although we know what we need, but we don't dare to do it. So we are just not aligned. And I think now it's sometimes it goes into, okay, so you have to uncover all your traumas or you have to exactly know your purpose. But if you love yourself, you also know that you stumble your way upon success and happiness and you just free yourself from having it all fixed and having to know everything and instead as someone told me um just recently living in the zip code of i don't know and just enjoying it and feeling so good about yourself that you from there create all the things you want in your life and we always try to create from a lack and not feeling good enough and always searching for something to fill us up instead of coming there as a whole and then trying to pursue things. I love that. I love that. And I, I, th I hope this podcast really resonates with all of you that are listening to this and kind of really shifts your focus. I, I want you to all go out and grab Kelly's book, Choosing Me. It's out now. It's on available on all the platforms. And I'll put the link in the show notes to all your information, Kelly, where they can follow you and find you as well. And I just want to say thank you for coming on here and sharing your wisdom and, and your insights to shift people out of this reality of lack and into a reality of abundance. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing your story. I'll, t I'll just try and add in a few little bits every now and again. <laughs> but thank you very much, guys. Thank you, Kelly. And subscribe to us on wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, share it on your social medias. I'd appreciate all of that. And much love. Guys, do me a solid favor. Drop a comment below this video and let us know who you want on the podcast next.